0: Hey guys, Shane with Now That I'm Older. Check out Rogue Intel Prime with Duff and Chris. Anything goes in this podcast of infinite possibilities. The gang are sure to entertain with their take on the latest news, commentary, and review of, well, whatever the hell they feel like. Check out Rogue Intel Prime on RogueIntel.com.
1: the courage of men fails but it is not this day for today is the powerful nerdcast hello my friends i am cory and joined with me as always is my good buddy christian
0: hey everyone uh it feels like it's been forever since we've sat down in these chairs and recorded in this room but it was about time and Mm -hmm. that time is now and i have nothing as epic to say as the things cory quotes (laughs)
1: <laughs> it, it's hard to top those big badass movie quotes and
0: that's why they're at the beginning of every one of our podcasts precisely yeah so uh a big weekend for us yes uh i kissed a girl and we also went to dragon con Woo! <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> but for real uh we went to dragon con this weekend and uh dragon con is just the biggest pop culture anime sci-fi everything convention nerd culture Descends on Atlanta for one weekend, and pretty much they had seventy thousand people. And it starts Wednesday night, and it goes till Monday night. And it's just—I call it adult Halloween for a whole weekend. It's
1: exactly what it is. Yeah,
0: it's like because everyone dresses up, everyone's cool with anyone being a nerd. There's literally four full-size hotels, and they're just packed. We almost got a room, but listen to this: the rooms are like a thousand dollars for. Two nights mm-hmm. because they're so overbooked at this point. You know, the hotels just know they got everyone by the balls. So we just end up like carpooling there and uh, getting a good spot in a parking deck near one of the main hotels. And then we just load our trunk up with beer and go there and like pound beers and then j- run back into Dragon mm. Con. It's
1: basically our mother base.
0: <laughs> our mother base. Yeah. And uh, it, it's just so much fun. Like what was one of your favorite memories from this year?
1: It's kind of hard to say because I was drunk a lot of the time. But honestly, no. Uh, There was a lot that was easy to remember. One, the first day was just amazing because usually when you get to a convention the first day, things are kind of slow. Not everybody's there yet. Not everybody's at the hotel. They're still unpacking, getting into their costumes. Friday at Dragon Con by, like, noon was jam-freaking-packed. There were thousands of people you could barely move you were constantly shoulder to shoulder with everyone but everybody was still having an amazing time like yeah. like you said you know this is basically like a gathering spot for all of the nerds in Atlanta and all the uh, you know outside states that are all coming in and the entire city of Atlanta is just basically grooving on all of it and it's just a lot of fun but if I had to choose like one favorite moment it was probably just Saturday night when we finally just decided to start partying and having fun you having know. some drinks hanging out with people and just looking at all of these the amazing costumes
0: it's like they get better every year they
1: do they always manage to one-up themselves in a number of different ways and it's almost impossible to choose some of my favorite cosplay uh, but you know i don't even have to think about it this year because i'm such a big fan of kung fury <laughs> the whole like weekend we I got there. We, there we yeah. were like we got to find some kung fury i cannot believe there's one here and we didn't run into a kung fury at first but we did get to see the big arcade machine that was from the movie version yes and seen in the music video and it looks like it came right from it. And that's amazing because that arcade unit was a freaking CG creation, as I remember. Yes. For the most part. But this guy mm. had the most extreme attention to detail in he the even costume. even came equipped
0: with the middle fingers that he would pop did. up. He did.
1: They would pop up. Because <laughs> that's, in Kung <laughs> Fury, it's this giant, like, walking robot arcade machine with arms and legs. And it fires lasers. And every single time it does so, <laughs> it flips you off. It looks freaking it's just awesome. just
0: a big pissed off arcade machine. Mm-hmm. And it looked real. And yeah. the other thing is, it wasn't just like, Sometimes you see these uh, uh, costumes, like you have a Gundam on your shirt. We yeah. see a lot of big, ridiculous Gundam cosplays, mm-hmm. but the dudes can't really even walk in them. Yeah, it's like almost like a statue you stand in and can waddle around in. Mm-hmm. And then you see them like 20 minutes later, like huddled over, like with their helmet off, like sweating profusely. <laughs> you know, yeah. but like the guy in the uh, the guy in the Kung Fury arcade machine, it looked spot on. Yeah, it looked great, and he could move and everything, and it was just like straight out. One of my other favorite ones was the uh, the motivational. Uh, I almost said Pikachu. Uh, the nose. Uh, Pocahontas. Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Pocahontas. <laughs> motivational Pocahontas. <laughs> yes, uh, if you remember from the Geico commercials. Uh, Pinocchio is like, you have potential, you have potential, and he points at a guy, he's like, you have potential, and his nose grows, Mm -hmm. and uh, I can't believe someone did that.
1: Yeah, (laughs) but that again is what's so amazing about Dragon Con, because unlike just like say a standard anime convention, it it really encompasses everything, you know, pop culture, comics, movies, TV, radio, just
0: freaking everything. Saw an amazing shredder, Mm -hmm. saw crossovers, like the Predator with with lightsaber- Gauntlet blades. Yeah, that was Mm -hmm. holding a Yoda head.
1: Yeah, and and the Yoda head actually had like glowing red eyes, and he actually put like this detached like spinal cord underneath the neck of Yoda. Yes, like that looked so freaking wicked.
0: And then uh, there's so many cool crossovers. There was uh,
1: the Ghostbusters, uh, which they had the Ghostbusters uniforms, the proton packs, except that their heads were Ninja Turtles, and they weren't just like cheap looking Ninja Turtles. These guys went out and they like created or either bought these Ninja Turtle masks, which looked just like the ones from the movies from the early 90s. And they even had, like, the little, uh, like, the names of the turtles on the suits and everything. One of them was Casey Jones. Just the attention to detail there was great. it's
0: ridiculous. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, there's also, uh, you remember Groot from last year? Yeah. That Groot was amazing. Mm -hmm. And he was, like, this guy on stilts, and he was just huge. I'm pretty sure he was there this year. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, oh, I've already seen that. Because the the level just always gets ramped up so high. You know you're in for a good
1: convention when you run into, like, an amazing Groot. You're
0: like, eh, I've seen better. (laughs) You know. Or you see a... a Rick and Morty and you're like Wubba Dub Dub every, yeah, every single time I
1: ran into like a, a Rick or something would be like Wubba Dub Dub which clearly that show is becoming very popular speaking of that one of the biggest surprises was getting to see the group of Hammer Eye yeah, which, uh, the hammer. Know, eye. We, we've already discussed uh, Rick oh and Morty a couple God. of times, but there was an episode that only aired a couple weeks ago, which featured these very obscure characters, which were these samurai warriors, and their armor was made out of like bacon and ham, all pork products. And uh, basically, these three guys came in and they just completely rocked it, and they made these like. Awesome costumes within the span of two weeks, and it just looked amazing. And yeah. you What know, it, it also amazed me about it was that when they were, like, turning around corners, you could hear people like, hammer <laughs> So, again, that just shows, like, how popular Rick and Morty was, and, uh, you know, it's definitely becoming a big thing at uh, Dragon Con. There was the, uh, the Deadpool parade.
0: The Deadpool parade? Which is parade? awesome. You know, Deadpool Literally was a very... Like- Fifty Deadpool's, mm-hmm. fifty.
1: I'd say more than that.
0: Maybe more than that. Like, because Deadpool is like the ultimate crossover character. You can just mm-hmm. apply him to anything immediately. Mm-hmm. Oh, you like you like Deadpool and Ninja Turtles? You make a Deadpool Ninja Turtle. Mm-hmm. You know, you like Deadpool and Rick and Morty? You, yeah. you combine that. You can literally do anything.
1: Yeah, there were pirates. There were all types <laughs> of things. There was a Wolverine version. Uh, there was there was a chef version, and uh, you know, Deadpool and Stormtroopers are very similar. Yes. because uh, they can take that that just that plain sort of like costume and just like. Add all this crazy stuff to it, like the uh, the, the surfer five hundred first legion stormtrooper who was just sort of hanging out with ah. a Borg from Star Trek who had a beach ball. Just the ridiculousness there—it was fantastic. There was that one Aaron from Attack on Titan who was in his big Titan form, yes. and he had like the makeup painted onto his face. And I didn't even notice this at first, and this is because I was just uh, throwing a few back. Yeah, but I was like, oh my god, dude, you even have like the giant rock right next to you that you can like <laughs> pick up and like block the door with. Like that's so freaking
0: awesome. take it to the next level. Exactly. That's what it, these people do.
1: Mm-hmm. They yeah. really do. And uh, it's it's almost impossible to see it all. Like, there was this one Goku costume which blew our minds. We never even saw this guy, but there were a ton of videos of him and there were pictures of him all over the place, which is, this guy took this, uh, what, what what is it you use? Yeah, it's called
0: a self-balancing skateboard, one yeah. of those little uh, uh, segues without a handle mm-hmm. that you can ride around. I bought one a little while yeah. ago. And he had put in put, like, cotton around it and made a fake Yellow cloud like a mm-hmm. nimbus, yeah. And then he had a Goku outfit, and he was just riding it around like mm-hmm. Goku riding on Nimbus. Look it up; it it really does look. I amazing. think there was an article on Kotaku already about yeah. that. Like I remember going on Imgur like all day uh, the few days after, and it was just Dragon Con cosplays all over. I was like, oh, I saw that guy. Mm-hmm. I met that guy. You know, like it was crazy. It's like the internet blows up about Dragon Con. You're like, oh yeah, I was there. I mm-hmm. lived that. You know, it just feels very different seeing the things you do, like on all these websites you visit mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, so also one of the main things we usually do when we first go to one of these cons is we usually go to a panel. Yes. That's kind of what we started off with. Mm-hmm. And one of the first panels we went to was a Game of Thrones panel. Yes. And who was on that, Corey? We
1: had uh, three stars there. There was a uh, Julian Glover who plays the character of the Grand Meister Pycelle. Uh, we also had uh Christian Naren who was Hodor. Hodor. A very popular character, uh, amongst the internet at the moment. And then of course we had Finn Jones who was Loras Tyrell. Uh, who's done some uh, pretty hardcore stuff in the show
0: not not uh not the hardest of the hardest core but still uh it's up there it's memorable scenes he had a great story about how his grandparents were all excited he was on Game of Thrones and in the first episode he shows up and he's blowing a dude and yeah he's like damn
1: it but he told like a whole story like about like what that was like he's because one of the people came up and they got to ask him a question like what was the most uncomfortable experience he's like well you know that one scene where I had to get down on my knees and everything and he was explaining how basically they just take it like a big Black piece of gaffer tape, yeah, and then they just cover up their junk, yeah, and then they just get right next to it. That still doesn't help anything, it's still <laughs> really like, there's a
0: micro thin layer of material mm-hmm. in, in front of it now, yeah. And uh, he's talked about how his grandparents were all excited and they had told all their friends, you know, they had all come over to watch the first episode, and then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, he's blowing a guy. <laughs>
1: You know, I mean, how do you explain to your grandparents like, that's the first episode. They're like, they're, they're happy that you're doing something really big. You're on a big HBO show, but it's like, did it have to be that?
0: And then uh, uh, Christian was funny, uh, and he has an awesome name. Very mm-hmm. happy about that. <laughs> uh, and he just had some amazing one-liners. Oh, uh, yeah. That guy is very funny, mm-hmm. uh, the guy that plays Hodor. Uh, but I really thought the other guy. Uh, the, the
1: older fellow, Julian the, Glover. Yes. He, uh, stole he stole the the, Oh yeah, Without a doubt.
0: Because he just got the most stories. He's mm-hmm. the most... Relax. He's probably done a bunch of press in his life. Mm-hmm. You and know? he's
1: without a doubt the most seasoned actor that was there. And he's uh, had some pretty big roles, I'd say, in some other classic films. Uh, not the biggest. He was General Maximilian Veers from Empire Strikes Back. Target, he the main was, generator. Uh, basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like... He- he, he did this whole story about him. He couldn't even, like, say that line. Like, yeah. he had to redo it so many times, and that's that's all it was. He was actually the guy who was piloting one of the giant walkers during the Battle of Hoth. And uh, he was also the villain from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade known as Walter Donovan. He was the guy who actually picked the wrong Holy Grail and then was suddenly transformed into a skeleton. So, clearly, he's worked with Lucas a number of times, and he still seems to be getting some very big work while continuing to work on Game of Thrones. But he was just a class act. He was a really funny guy. And what I really loved is that he was having some hearing aid problems. So every single time someone asked like a really awkward question, we would have to rehear it again in the most awkward form by having <laughs> Finn, who was sitting right next to him, tell him exactly what's going on. And just his reaction to every question was funny. Cause it was, it was just really mellow. Just like,
0: Oh, okay.
1: And then he just got like right into the story. Uh, it was just, it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. That's it. I think the, the one thing is Corey and I, we get press passes because mm-hmm. you guys are lucky or you guys are nice enough to watch us every week. Mm-hmm. And we have these views that we can show people. We're like, Hey, like we get like 300,000 hits a month, you know? And people are like, wow, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Here's press passes. You get to come in here for free and you get to talk to celebrities. Cause we got private interviews with some of these people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I I'm sitting there and I'm like, do these people just know that we're just fans that happen to get these press passes. Like <laughs> we're not, we don't work for the AJC or anything. We you feel know? like we're getting away with something. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny. And so, You know, uh, I actually got to meet the guy that plays Hodor uh, later uh, because he was in front of the press room because we were waiting to do another interview. And Mm -hmm. he came out and I'm like, hey, can I can I be that guy and get a selfie real quick with you? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was so super cool.
1: And that's the best thing about a lot of the uh, the celebrities and all the talent that comes to Dragon Con is that they're just real people.
0: That's that's what I was trying to get to. I totally got off track when I was saying that. But they're normal dudes. Mm -hmm. They're just normal people and first of all they're in they're obviously ready to hang out with their fans Mm -hmm. when they go there so they're not you know maybe if you met sean penn in real life he might be an asshole because he just doesn't give a shit Mm -hmm. you know but i bet if he was in a a, a film he'd probably and he was at dragon con he'd probably be a lot nicer you Mm -hmm. know and that's the way all these people are sean penn's maybe a horrible example but you get the idea (laughs) uh but yeah you get the idea they're just normal people hanging out and you're mm-hmm. like most of them are like yeah if you think about it i'm just like a contractor i just got hired you know i didn't make the show or anything i'm just do the dude that works on it you know, mm-hmm. just everyone sees me and thinks mm-hmm. i'm the shit you know and uh they just feel along for the ride so much so just like a lot of uh probably a lot of people involved in, in mm-hmm. show business just along for the ride yeah uh <clears throat> uh that's actually a funny point because i actually heard a lot of interviews where people have talked to brian cranston and then they've talked to the the guy who made breaking bad i forget his name Mm -hmm. uh also a producer on x-files uh and everyone's like "Ooh, breaking bad and brian cranston's like yeah i like the script it's awesome isn't it but that's like all he has to say you know he's like i read the script to the camera and it's Mm -hmm. good you know like they don't make the shows Mm -hmm. so it's it's interesting dynamic uh uh, but we also scored, speaking of the interviews we scored, uh, one of the bigger ones, which we'd like to show you guys in this podcast, is Rob Paulson.
1: Yes, if you guys do not know, Rob Paulson is a very famous voice actor who's voiced a lot of famous cartoon characters that you've probably heard of. Just to name a few, he's been the voice of Raphael from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the original 1987 cartoon. He was also the voice of Yakko Warner from Animaniacs, not to mention Pinky from Pinky and the Brain, and currently he is voicing Donatello on the 2000 2012 reboot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, plus like 400 other roles. If you have seen a cartoon in the last 20 years, there's a 90% chance that Rob Paulson has had a hand in at least voicing a character in the background or in the forefront. And our interview with him was so pleasant and amazing. He was just, he seemed so thrilled to do this interview, and honestly, I think probably one of the best interviews that we've ever had.
0: Yeah, well, first of all, the guy just radiates good energy. Yeah. Because uh, you can tell when people don't really care about doing mm-hmm. the interview or if they're hungover from Dragon <laughs> Con or whatever, you know. But he just showed up, pro as hell. Super refreshed. And there's, a, there's this room with like 15 chairs, and it's just us and Corey. Like me and Corey are just like, yeah, it's just <laughs> us, dude, me and yep. you, you know. And he's just like, he was totally happy about it. Mm-hmm. He wasn't bummed there weren't more interviewers or more reporters. And uh, the first question we asked him was, you've had an amazing accomplished career as a voice actor. Do you have a favorite role?
2: Uh, the next one. Which means that I'll be working. Um, no, I, I that's a smart-ass answer, but... You know, I was Yakko, so that's pretty smart-ass right there. Um, you know, it's that like that old hackneyed phrase, it's kind of like deciding which of your children is famous, because the characters become very sort of personal to all of us, uh, especially when you get a chance to come to events like this and meet all these incredibly lovely, gracious people who have liked the work that all of us have done for years um i would have to say if if somebody said you have to do one character
3: the rest of your life it would probably be pinky i really like pinky a lot he's a great guy he gets to say "Narf," and then the beautiful men in the back are laughing so that's always a great thing yeah i like pinky
2: yeah you do too you're going wow that middle-aged white guy sounds like pinky excellent uh, next,
1: we asked him, who do you enjoy voicing more, Raphael from 1987 or Donatello from 2012? This is what he had to say.
2: Um, I don't, really. Uh, there is a, uh, uh, you know, you're looking at, with all due respect to Lou Gehrig, and you can look this up, but Lou Gehrig once said, um, some people feel I've been, you know, given a bad deal, but today I feel like the luckiest man on the face of the earth. I haven't been given a raw deal but with all due respect to Lou Gehrig, I'm the luckiest man on the face of the earth because I've gotten to be two different turtles in what is pretty much inarguably one of the top five animated franchises ever, ever, right? So uh, I don't really have a favorite because my son is your age. My son was born in 1984, and to to him... You know, having his old man be Raphael was a pretty cool thing, and it was a great, fun thing for me too. Because we started with a clean sheet of paper, and it became part of the the world culture. But then, 25 years later, to get another ride in the Turtle Van with a show that you could make the argument is probably the most complete iteration of the show, of the of the franchise, because the people who are making it grew up like you watching Ninja Turtles, so they get it. They get the mythology and the ethos and they are turtle freaks. So you can make that argument that this version on Nickelodeon now um, is uh, 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 the truest um, most sort of um, comprehensive version of Ninja Turtles. So either way, a lot of actors would be fortunate to have one character like Raphael and say, dude, I got to do a lot of other stuff but I'll always be Raphael. That's a pretty cool thing, but to get two cracks at it. Uh, it's impossible to choose. They're both enormous amounts of fun to be involved with. And if I live to be 100, I can knock out all four of them. So you got 50% of the turtles and one average looking white guy. There you go.
0: So I found all that really interesting. But the next thing we asked him was, do you have a character that you wish you could play or a dream role if you had one?
2: Oh, man, anything on The Simpsons. That's, that's the gig, right? Anything that you can work on on that show... For obvious reasons. I mean, The Simpsons is now the longest-running scripted show in the history of television. So that would be a pretty cool gig to have. And the people who do the show are magnificent, not only talent-wise, but they're lovely people. Tress McNeil, um, who is my dear, sweet friend, whom I've known for 35 years, and she's Dot and Babs Bunny and Gadget and all that. She's done 500 episodes of The Simpsons alone. She's the ultimate utility player but Nancy Cartwright I've known for 30 years Danny Castellaneta same Hank they're just lovely wonderful people and they deserve everything they get financially and accolade wise that's a hell of a show so yeah to have been on that would have been really cool um I uh I got two or three callbacks for the role of Philip J Fry on Futurama ultimately uh, the show, the, the, the character went to Billy West and they made precisely the right choice. Uh, Matt Groening and his people at Fox could not have chose Wiser. I I uh, really wanted that job. But then when I saw it with Billy, I thought he's better, totally better. So those are a couple of shows that I would have loved to have worked on and, and characters that I would love to have done. But they've made the right choices and I, I would have been a poor imitation to some of them. I would have loved to have shot, given it a shot. But, you know, Billy, when I I remember what I did for the audition and I thought I was good and I was because I had a couple of callbacks, but Billy nailed it. So they made the right choices, but I would have loved to have done them.
1: One of the more interesting questions we asked him was this. A lot of shows that you've worked on have been geared towards a younger audience. But has there ever been like a more mature or adult oriented show that you would want to actually work on? And this is what he told us.
2: Uh, Yeah, I do. And and I, I just and not because they're adult, just because I like to work. I I love to be as challenged and flexible and varied in my work. All of us, you know, every actor wants to get the chance to do stuff that they don't ordinarily get to do. And the great thing about doing voice work is precisely what we've been speaking about. I mean, I started out uh, as a singer who did theater and stage and then moved to California 37 years ago, ostensibly to do live action work. And I did, I was doing TV and movies and, commercials on camera but it's pretty quick uh uh, it's a pretty quick study that one learns that there are a million average looking white guys with SAG cards in LA so the cool thing about voice work is that I get hired for things with my voice that I would never be considered for on camera many of which are the shows you guys like and a perfect case in point is Ninja Turtles 2012 you know I don't mind I'm 59 years old I've been making my living as an actor since I've been and a singer since I've been 19, so 40 years I've been performing. But Brandon Almond and uh, Cyranielli and the folks at Viacom, uh, and by extension Nickelodeon, had no... I was almost a victim of my own ageism. They didn't care how old I was. They hired me to be Donatello at 55 years old. So uh, I love working. Um, I do turtles now i'm also doing doc mcstuffins for disney which is definitely a children's show incredibly clever they've had david copperfield on they've had um uh, michelle obama they've had three or four of the folks from downtown abbey everybody loves doing cartoons um i've done a few episodes of robot chicken unabashedly an adult cartoon because i just love the show and seth is a great guy who also happens to be leonardo on our show um so yeah, I, in, in, I'm giving you a long roundabout answer, but it's important for me to set it up because I'm, I'm grateful to work. And um, folks who may be actors uh, who are just starting may be watching me. And it's important to understand that um, I do really well. I get paid very well. Um, I work really hard, but I still want to just work. And I have the same passion at 59 that I did at 19. And that never goes away. Um, whether you're talking to Helen Mirren or you're talking to Brad Pitt or you're talking to Rob Paulson or you're talking to Maurice LaMarche, we all have the same Jones to do the gig. So if I'm doing a children's show, I'm going to kick the hell out of it. If I get hired to be on, I do a lot of Rick and Morty, which is clearly an adult show. I love that show. The first line I had in Rick and Morty was, Summer, where are my testicles? How perfect is that? It's almost as though my wife's name were Summer. See what I'm saying? So... I I just want to work, and um, yeah, if you know people who want to hire me for adult shows, Rob Paulson, P-A-U-L-S-E-N, you can find me.
1: After asking him that last question, I was shocked to learn that he was actually in the pilot of Rick and Morty in probably one of the funniest roles that I've ever seen. He also reminded us that he was also in Robot Chicken. So him working on adult oriented shows was definitely nothing new to him. But our final question, which was one that I was really looking forward to, I know and I was so glad that he could do this, was I asked him, We forget that the uh, the nations of the world, like we forgot what they're called. Could Yakko remind us, or is he stuck in the water tower with his brother and sister? And without even skipping a beat He immediately busted out into song.
2: The song is called Yakko's World. I mean, do I remember any of it?
3: Mm -hmm. Let's see. How much time do you have? Do You got two minutes? All right, let's try this. Ah, 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 ah. Are you talking about United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru, Republic, Dominican, Cuba, Caribbean, Greenland, El Salvador, too, Puerto Rico, Colombia, Venezuela, Honduras, Guiana, and still, Guatemala, Bolivia, then Argentina, and Ecuador, Chile, Brazil, Costa Rica, Belize, Nicaragua, Bermuda, Bahamas, Tobago, San Juan, Paraguay, Uruguay, Suriname, and France, Guiana, Barbados, and Guam, Norway, and Sweden, and Iceland, and Finland, and Germany, now on peace, Switzerland, Austria, Czechoslovakia, Italy, Turkey, and Greece. Poland, Romania, Scotland, Albania, Ireland, Russia, Oman, Bulgaria, Saudi, Arabia, Hungary, Cyprus, Iraq, and Iran, there's Syria, Lebanon, Israel, Jordan, Yemen's, Kuwait, and Bahrain, the Netherlands, Luxembourg, Belgium, and Portugal, France, and then Denmark, and Spain, India, Pakistan, Burma, Afghanistan, Thailand, Nepal, and Bhutan, Campuchia, Malaysia, then Bangladesh, Asia, and China, Korea, Japan, Mongolia, Laos, and Tibet, Indonesia, the Philippine Islands, Taiwan, Sri Lanka, New Guinea, Sumatra, New Zealand, then Borneo and Vietnam, Tunisia, Morocco, Uganda, Angola, Zimbabwe, Djibouti, Botswana, Mozambique, Zambia, Swaziland, Gambia, Guinea, Algeria, Ghana. Burundi, Lesotho, and Malawi, Togo, the Spanish Sahara is gone. Niger, Nigeria, Chad, and Liberia, Egypt, Benin, Gabon, Tanzania, Somalia, Kenya, and Mali, Sierra Leone, and Algier. Dahomey, Namibia, Senegal, Libya, Cameroon, Congo, Zaire, Ethiopia, Guinea, Bissau, Madagascar, Rwanda, Mayor, and Cayman. Hong Kong, Abu Dhabi, Qatar, Yugoslavia, Crete, Mauritania, then Pennsylvania, Monaco, Liechtenstein, Malta, and Palestine, Fiji, Australia, Sudan. So yeah, I know it.
0: So again, we just have to say thank you so much to Rob Paulson for joining us on that DragonCon interview. It was amazing. And you realize you're talking to like living legends of an industry you love Mm -hmm. and- there's this dude in the flesh, you know, just hanging out with us, you know, just being a normal person. Yeah. For some reason, that's weird. He was so chill, too, you
1: know, and, like, even when it was done, I was like, my inner seven-year-old is just, like, freaking out right now. Like, you have no idea how wonderful it was to do this interview. And, and the guy couldn't be the nicest guy in the world, you know? I mean, just so pleasant.
0: So yeah, he was, he was really awesome. And mm-hmm. we were, we're like I always say, we're lucky we're so lucky, and really, again, guys, it's because you watch us. If we didn't have some legitimate numbers behind what we do, we'd just be two crazy people hanging out in a room with microphones. Yeah. <laughs> but you <laughs> legitimize us. That's not to us. say that we aren't either. It's not to say we um, aren't. It's funny when we explain what we do to people. Mm-hmm. They're like, so uh, uh, what do you do What's this YouTube thing you have going on? I was like, well, we review anime and manga, and we talk about movies, and we have a podcast called The Powerful from and they're just like, oh okay you know like they just don't get it Mm -hmm. i'm like well by the way i get into shit for free and they're like oh okay that's cool you know
1: now rob paulson wasn't the only interview we did uh we do have another one but we're going to save that for the next show let's just say that who we interviewed involved a talking box of french fries so stay tuned
0: for that, guys. Yes. So, again, you guys, I know this podcast is short uh, compared to some of our longer-winded ones, but this is uh, just the way we're going to do it for these interview ones because we have a lot of extra content we're kind of adding to them, mm-hmm. so we don't want them to be huge, long, long, long podcasts. But we always appreciate you guys uh, watching, and if there's anything you want us to talk about for the next podcast, uh, since we kind of burned through this Dragon Con topic, we want something else to talk about up front, so let us know. And uh, anything else you want to add Cor, before we sign off from the airwaves of the internet?
1: Well, thank you guys for joining us again. Before we leave, I just wanted to take a moment to thank our network, Rogue Intel. Rogue Intel gives us the ability to speak our minds, which is a really amazing thing. It's one of the other reasons why they're just such an amazing podcast network. They allow us to be ourselves. So make sure to check out the other shows at RogueIntel.com. If you want to help keep the network going, head over to RogueIntel.com slash Amazon for all your shopping needs. It doesn't cost you any extra, and a portion of your total will go towards the rogue intel network so thank you guys again for watching
0: and really it's important because without you guys support these things are hard to do and this is not something that just happens does it cory it does not it takes us literally it honestly takes us sometimes 20 minutes just to sit down and start the podcast because mm-hmm. it takes time and, and then and think it, seems about like the, it
1: seems like the farther we get in the busier and busier mm-hmm. we have gotten
0: the busier and then how long does it take us to edit And then the point is, this stuff takes time and a little bit of money, not so much to put in your pocket, but to make things that much easier Mm -hmm. makes it all that much more worth it. But
1: the good thing about this whole Amazon Associates thing is that you're not actually losing any money whatsoever. If you just continue to shop on Amazon, it's going to help support the network, which is going to help support the shows, which is going to help support us and Rogue Intel. So make sure to do that. Thank you again.
0: And until next time, stay dandy, baby. Hey, guys, it's Shane with Now That I'm Older. Check out the Pocket Dump podcast on RogueIntel.com. Pocket Dump is an up-close look at the world of the daily carry. Each week, Matt will interview somebody new and different, and they'll talk about the things that they have to carry every day and can't live without. Listen to the show if you're obsessed with knives, multi-tools, personal flashlights, knives again, screwdrivers, and any tool you can think of. Check out the Pocket Dump podcast on RogueIntel.com.